Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Friday, May the 20th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Josh Crash Davis. We are here to go over both the MLB main slate 12-gamer tonight and the NBA one-game conference finals uh, against uh, Golden State and Dallas. So, we are. We decided that we've gotten so much good feedback on having these dual ba- baseball, basketball pods. We were going to keep them going. So, how are you this morning, Crash? Are you ready to get this rocking and rolling? I am. A little bit of uh, rejuvenated after a day off yesterday. That was nice to have a day off for the first yeah. time this uh, major league baseball season. I think so. Um, ready to ready to roll. Ready to get back into it for sure. Outstanding. Well, you were definitely missed. We had, I did the baseball solo. We actually had some good picks for our viewers out there, had some home runs and we cashed on both, both slates uh, early and main. So that was cool. So now we can keep that momentum going uh, as we get through a couple of things, you know, obviously with the basketball pot in here, I'm trying that the double reverse jinx with the orange shirt worked against the Suns. So I decided to go with the triple reverse jinx against the Warriors. So I've got the DFS coach talk and gold all around there. And so we're pulling out all after that horrible first game, we needed to ratchet it up. So I tried to combine two things together. So I think the Mavs can go back out there and give them a game this time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a better game for sure. It better be. That's for sure. All right, my friend, and and if you're watching at home, uh, you know, or work, or you're listening, uh, welcome to this awesome Friday. It's going to be a fun weekend. I mean, PGA Championship Golf, and those guys are struggling. It is fun mm-hmm. watching them scramble around and and get after it. <clears throat> then we've got all this playoff basketball and tons and tons of baseball. So, uh, what a fantastic time to be a part of Coach Talk. And you can join us by going to dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up for as little as a three-day package. We always toot that horn on the most on Fridays because you get the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all those three sports, everything we have to offer, including our PGA Championship weekend-only lineups that we'll post tonight. So <clears throat> I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks, And uh, Josh will tell you here coming up, they added a new category to prize picks, so that's yeah. going to be fun. Um, and uh, pri- go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code COACHTALK if you sign up for the first time, and they will match you dollar for dollar all the way up to 100 bucks. All right, my man, here we go. If you're joining us for the first time, what is taking you so long? We <laughs> want to have you with us every day. We do podcasts in front of the paywall in baseball and basketball, or a combo of the two, every single day. And <clears throat> what we'll be going over in baseball are our pitcher payups, value plays, and fades, our prize pick selections, BVP stacks, and HR calls. So enough to give you a good wraparound look at how is this all going to come together uh, and start building some lineups to take some stuff down. So. Let's start off where we always do with our pay-up pitcher, which is pretty much, in my opinion, the most important thing on the slate. You got to mm-hmm. get big numbers from your pay-up pitcher. Yep. 
So for my payup pitcher, I'm looking at Nestor Cortez. He's 10-2 on FanDuel, 10-6 on DraftKings. He had his uh, best start of the year two games ago against the Rangers, and then he followed that up with another good, really good start against these same White Sox um, in Chicago last Sunday. He had uh, eight innings pitched, struck out seven, and only allowed one run for 52 fantasy points. So um, righties are hitting 175 against him, and lefties are only hitting 100. So I really nice. like the numbers there. Very favorable for him with that righty-heavy you know, lineup that the, the White Sox have. And um, Chicago has struck out at the lowest rate this year, but as I mentioned, he did strike them out seven times last week. So right. I do like him. Um, also could consider Eric Lauer against Washington, uh, but I definitely prefer either Cortez or Lauer over somebody like Sean Manaya against the Giants in San Francisco, Tariq Skubal in Cleveland, or Robbie Ray in Boston. So either Lauer or Cortez for me at the top. Well, you can stick with Cortez because I'm going with Lauer. Okay. I, I think he's the safest play. He's the highest strikeout guy on the slate. <clears throat> his last uh, outing was his worst of the season so far, but it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. So listen to his FanDuel scores the last five or, or six. 24, which was the subpar one, 50, 61, 61, 40. I mean, yeah. that's what you want from your ace. And right. then he, he only he had seven strikeouts against Miami, eight before that, 11, 13 before that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was against the Phillies where he struck out 13. So, right. um, I'm, you know, I think he's he's the guy. And, again, I'm I'm all about, you know, let's take the guy that's going to go deeper in the game. And he's he, – last game he only pitched five. But before that, six and a third, seven, six, six, six and a third. So, you know, it seems like we're getting so many pitchers going four or five innings tops. So, I think he can go deeper. I, I like his strikeout upside. Uh, I just think that he's all around your your not just safest play, but uh, you know a, a play that you can get the the big number for that you need really to take stuff down. Yeah. Washington's not that good. They have a lot of outs, especially at the bottom of that order. Mm -hmm. They're not the biggest strikeout team, but they strike out enough. And yeah. Lauer has a tendency to find those. So. Uh, I feel pretty darn good about him. Uh, you know, his, his stats are great. He's three and one. His whip is under one still. Uh, 2.6 ERA with 49 Ks. And, and he did give up a few runs the last game. It was even better. So mm -hmm. feeling real good. He's going to probably be my SP1 okay. uh, across the board. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny hearing you say Eric Lauer is an ace because when he first got traded to Milwaukee, a lot of people didn't even want him there. So I know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's well, they really developed him. Yeah, he's definitely turned it around. So for value pitcher, I'm looking at Chase Silfith. Silsith. It's hard to say that name. That's right. Uh 6,400 on FanDuel, 7,800 on DraftKings. Um, he's going to be starting against the same Oakland team that he faced on May 13th when he pitched six shutout innings, struck out four for 40 fantasy points. That was in Oakland. Um, Oakland has the ninth highest strikeout rate, and they've been really struggling to score. They've scored the fourth fewest runs per game and the fourth total runs per, you know, overall. Um, and so I like the matchup here for Silseth, and um, I, I think that he's a great value play, especially at 6,400 on FanDuel. 
Well, I I love uh, that name, and I'll tell you, I, you won't remember this because I was a kid growing up. We watched a cartoon called Land of the Lost, and they had these monsters, and they were called slee sacks. Oh. And they were terrifying. And <laughs> so I remember the slee sack. So if he, for any of our old listeners like me, the old Land of the Lost cartoon, the Slee Sacks. That's what I think of when I hear his name. But yeah, I do like him too. I think he's got a nice future in the league. Um, I'm gonna go because I feel like I'm gonna get my big strikeouts with my uh with my big man Lauer. I'm I'm gonna go and it's you know, I don't think I think a lot of people are gonna have him as the fade guy. You may even, but I like Paul Blackburn. I just think you know, he's pitching well. I know he's you know uh, choppy as far as strikeouts and mm-hmm. you know getting it done but uh maybe living on borrowed time but you know what he he's faced this angels team before pitched six and two thirds five hits one earned run he only struck out three but that's fine you know quality starts and in his last uh several starts FanDuel points 30 39 19 33 30 18 42 so just give me 25, 27 to go along with a big like 55, 60 from Lauer, and I'm going to feel great. Yeah. And, you know, I know he's, you know, definitely suspect for regression. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. But he's 4-0 with a 167 ERA, a, a whip of 0.9. And, you know, he's never going to strike a ton of guys out, and the Angels are dangerous. Yeah. But they've been dinged up a lot, and I think, again – you know, as an SP2 at uh, 8500 I think it's a very fair price for a guy that, you know, could have a good enough game to get you to where you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my fade my fade pitcher um, is actually going to be Sean Manaya. He's 9900 on FanDuel, 10-2 on DraftKings. I, I don't know how much ownership he's going to get, but he usually gets a decent amount of ownership. And he is going up against the Giants, which I know one thing that a lot of people like to do is they like to play teams after they leave cores. Right. Uh, so, you know, going to a much more pitcher-friendly environment in San Francisco, um, I, I think that, you know, he could get some ownership. But San Francisco has been the second-best offense. They scored the second-most runs per game. They had the 10th lowest strikeout rate. And Yastrzemski, Flores, Crawford, Longoria, they have all had – a pretty good amount of success against Manaya. So uh, he's going to be my fade today. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And he'll get ownership. I think my guy's going to get a ton of ownership that I'm fading. I'm fading uh, Christian Javier. I, yeah. I know he's, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to dive on him. You know, his record, it's Houston against Texas. You know, they, they played yeah. him in the past. Houston's on a hot streak. But he got absolutely obliterated last time by Washington. Uh, three and two-thirds inning, eight hits, seven earned. And, you know, I think maybe a little bit of uh, carryover from that. Plus the thing that I like least about Christian Javier and the reason I faded him last time as well, he doesn't go deep at all mm-hmm. in games. Listen to these last several games, three and two-thirds, three. Five and a third, five, three and two thirds, three, one and two thirds. So, you know, you have a guy that hasn't even scratched getting six, seven innings in. um, And, you know, his price isn't exactly a giveaway price. And I think he's going to garner some ownership. So Javier will be my fade pitcher today. 
All right. Let's jump over to prize picks. Mm -hmm. I've got my prize pick selections ready. I'll lead off for you for a change. And I'm okay. since I'm on that, I just got done saying it. I'm going to go Christian Javier under five strikeouts. All right. Maybe gets three or four in his three or four innings, and I'll be fine with that. Texas strikes out, but not as heavy as you think. They're a little bit below middle of the pack. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm thinking he pitches four innings, maybe three, four strikeouts, and we're good to go. I'm going to go with Nestor Cortez over 33 and a half fantasy score. Uh, he had 52 against the White Sox in the last start Sunday, uh, 59 against the Rangers in the game before that. And I think that he's going to get, you know, I'm projecting 40 to 43. So I like the over here at 33 and a half. I like it. And this one's I thought was easy and I don't even have to give big explanations here. I'll save us all the time of day here, but it's Bo Bichette against the Reds who stink mm -hmm. and it's over a half of projected run R or R and RBIs. Okay. So all he has to do is score a run or get an RBI in that catbird seat against Cincinnati. And it's Bo Bichette. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel pretty darn comfortable. I love these little, you know, half things where you can get, you know, yeah. 0 0.5 because, you can grab it so fast, or even if he's off to a slow start, you got a shot all the way down to the end. So mm -hmm. it just, you know, Bichette against the Reds, I'll take that all day long for a half of ribby or run. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the new prop that we teased earlier. Yes. Um, I'm going to take the Brewers. It's Yelich, Telez, and Hunter Renfro over 0.5 home runs. So all they have to do is one of those guys has to hit home run. Yep, so. and that's the new thing they're offering. So they're bunching three guys together, and you're over under a half a home run for those three. I think it's a really cool one, uh, no mm -hmm. doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not – I know if you don't play props a lot, you probably think, oh, that's so easy or whatever. It's really not. No. But, no. Um, but I do think that one of those three can hit a home run tonight. And I, I think what I'll do, not on this one, I like your play there, but on a lot of these that come up, I'm going to take the unders because yeah. – you know, guys don't hit that many homers. I mean, you have right. a 30 homer year, you've done well, and it's look how many games it takes, you know, to exactly. get exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think finding the the ones that have the least favorable matchups and taking the unders is a really smart move. I did it, it is, and I think that take advantage of that while you can because if they start getting burned on that, they'll take that back down. Right, right. No doubt about it. All right, sir. BVP. Uh, something that we like really like here other people don't like it we mm -hmm. think it's important i believe that it's important and we're sticking with it so we're going to give our bvp every day if you don't like it you can you know put it in the circular file but yeah. i think bvp matters we both do and uh what do you got today for yours yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because one of the reasons that I didn't play Trevor Story last night was because I didn't have the BVP, you know, there obviously with him facing George Kirby. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of like Trevor Story. And so now I'm kicking myself as he hit three home runs. But yeah, <laughs> it happens. Um, my BVP play is going to be Giancarlo Stanton. Ah, I hate your guts, man. <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. He's six for 11, batting 545 with two homers, five uh, RBIs, three extra base hits. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it was it was going to be Eduardo Escobar. So, uh, but I had to change it because of this, this you know snow in the forecast. So. Yeah. I by the way, with the twelve game main slat, slate, as far as I'm concerned right now, I am not taking anybody from that Colorado game. Yeah. Everything I've read everywhere says it's going to be a wash and postpone early. So right. the other 11 games should be fine. But uh, but that one, you know, is uh, is definitely suspect. But that's funny. So we both take, our, as we call him here for old Mike. schoolers, Mike Stanton. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. It's against Dallas Keuchel, who we know has been struggling so much. And, you know, again, small sample size. We know, we know you don't have to yell at your screen but you know when you have a uh, you know a slugging of 1.182 against somebody an OPS of 1.720 and it's a guy that's in a groove right now uh I agree mm-hmm. with you man I thought Stanton was a standout pick yeah yeah I think so I think so too. awesome 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 stacks stacks all right so the obviously- second most important thing to pitching mm-hmm Obviously, with the John Carlos Stanton play, you like the Yankees against Dallas Keuchel. Um, they didn't do what we thought they would last time they matched up. This time they're at Yankee Stadium. I think that they get him pretty good. Um, we got the Phillies against Urias again, so I like that matchup. And um, I'm a little bit different than you on Paul Blackburn. I think the Angels are going to be a strong stack. Um, I knew you were going to go against Blackburn today. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, I think the Brewers are in a good spot against Eric Fetty. So I like it. Um, obviously, the Yankees, I mean, let's face it, you know, it is what it is, especially if we get this rain out, you know, in Colorado. Yankees are going to be very highly owned, and, but they deserve to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it did sting us in the backside when we went against Keiko last time with the Yankees. But again, it's, I think they get to him, they've seen him again. And they've got guys that really smack them. You know, they've got some people in in the order that that hit them hard. So, uh, you know, Glaber Torres as well, uh, Kiner Falefa. Uh, you know, with Stanton as we mentioned, they're just. A, I think that they really bunch up on them, and yeah. uh, you know, especially if you can buy down for an SP two, I think you can afford some of these Yankees. The other. Uh, stack that I like is Boston against Robbie Ray in Seattle. I don't mm-hmm. like Robbie Ray. I think, like I said before, I'm not in his corner. I think he's washed and he did pitch well last time I said that. So take that, you know, with a grain of salt, but I think Boston hits him, and uh, you know, a lot of their guys, including the guy that I almost picked Trevor story. Yeah. He owns Robbie Ray, oh man. Gosh. Yeah. Eight for 27 against him with three extra base hits. They happen to all be homers, and he's walked 10 times. So, uh, yeah, story could continue this onslaught. Bogarts hits him well. You know, they they just have up and down. Even guys off the bench hit him. So Mm -hmm. I think Boston and the Yankees are both good stacks today. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Yep. Home run call, sir. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Brewers. I'm going to go with Rowdy Telez. He's 240 against right-handed pitchers. Seven of his eight home runs have come against right-handed pitchers. And uh, I, I don't know the exact number, but I know most of them have come at, at uh, AmFam Field. So, Okay. I like it. 
you know, you're going to laugh, but, and you know me, when somebody has a good game, I generally always fade them because mm-hmm. I think the chasers go after people and it's such a rookie mistake that a lot of people do, but this is just too, too solid for me. I'm going right back to Trevor's story. Why not? Yeah. I mean, he's seeing the ball fantastic and he owns Robbie Ray. Mm-hmm. He can homer again. I'm not saying he's going to hit three. Right. Even if he goes deep once, it's that's the HR call. I'll take mm-hmm. it. And uh, so very unusual, you know, to pick a guy after he just hit three homers. But yeah. I think this is a better pitching matchup than last night's was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think For so him. too. Yeah. 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 I like sort of that. Crazy. No, I, I do like that actually. All right. We'll see if we can keep it going there. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. This is the spot where we'll put the, uh, timestamp in there so if you want to uh go from baseball to basketball this is where you can switch it over but uh certainly again want to thank on our mlb side our sponsor sponsorship from prize picks if you go to prizepicks.com use that promo code coach talk sign up first time they'll match you dollar for dollar all the way under uh up to a hundred bucks also uh If you're watching this on YouTube, this is a perfect time in the transition. Hit that thumbs up, hit that subscribe sign, and while you're at it, hit the little alarm in the upper corner so you know when any of our podcasts post. We're posting uh, in front of the paywall basketball, baseball every day, and golf once a week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate those thumbs up on YouTube. Give us a comment, too. We'd love to hear feedback, continued feedback on these combo slates of basketball and baseball. If you're listening on any of our audio podcast landing spots, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever it happens to be, uh, give us a quick five-star rating and a little comment. Our man Colin will pull out the randomizer at the end of the month, which is only 11 days away now, and uh, somebody will win a free full-access week of Coach Talk. All right, sir, we are ready to transition into the NBA. Of course, we have the Dallas Mavericks at the Golden State Warriors. Huge, huge game. Very exciting second game of the series. Forget about that first game. It was a beatdown. We get it. Now it's time to show up. Nerves gone and just get out there and play. So as we uh, head into breaking this one game showdown slate for the NBA tonight. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor for the NBA show today, and that's betus.com.pa. Perfect place to go for any offshore playing. I know Canada has different rules. I'm not sure which countries you can do this in, but I know you can in the States. Mm -hmm. I've been a member at BetUS for 16 years. Great odds, great payouts. Just go to betus.com.pa. If you sign up for the first time and deposit just 79 bucks, at least a minimum of 79, you will get a free month of Coach Talk. You have to use the promo code Coach Talk, but you get the free month, which is a $75 value in itself. So you cannot beat it. So definitely jump on there. Uh, I know some of our horse players, the Preaknesses this weekend all kinds of different things, and you can play all of that on BetUS. All right, let's look at the line for this game. What is Vegas saying? 
Dallas at Golden State. Golden State favored by six. That's about what I figured. And it's a 214 total. 104 implied for Dallas, 110 implied for the Golden State Warriors. As far as any injuries go, uh, it's nothing that we didn't know. Tim Hardaway remains out mm -hmm. and uh, Peyton remains out. The only question mark is Igadala. He's listed as questionable. Uh, even if he comes back, I would say it'd be a very, very minimum role as he's been out for quite some time. But he may sit another game. We will see what that uh, what takes place there. All right. Let's dive into this. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's give your feedback a little bit on Dallas okay. and what the heck went wrong in game one. Yeah, that that was a uh, disaster. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, you know, for one thing, one thing that stood out to me was Luca. Um, Luca had seven turnovers in that yep. game. Yeah. So that's definitely going to be a key is he's going to have to protect the ball better than that. Right. Um, it was Wiggins that was primarily defending him. Is that right? Yes. Okay. They, they moved, they moved some guys around, but Wiggins had the assignment and then, mm -hmm. but they were still just having, you know, uh, Looney's guy pick them and trying to get, get him in a one-on-one -on -one situation you know the bottom line i don't i don't want to start rambling go ahead finish your thoughts and then i'll give you my two cents yeah so he had you know 20.7 rebounds four assists steal and then the seven turnovers for only 34.8 DraftKings points it's yeah. nowhere near what we need from him no. he's the highest price player on the slate so what adjustments do you think they'll make in game two um that we can you know expect a much better performance from him you know, I don't think Kid, what I was going to say before, too, I don't think Kid has to adjust that much. The bottom mm -hmm. line to me was this Dallas came out nervous, tight, mm -hmm. and a little bit overwhelmed. I think mm -hmm. they're saying, okay, we're playing against this dynasty team of the decade in the Warriors. We're actually in the conference finals, which is amazing. They didn't, mm -hmm. no one expected them to be there. Right. And I think they came out wide eyed and just were scared. I counted seven missed wide open shots. Nobody within four to five feet of people in the first quarter. Threes, all threes, Luca, Bullock, Brunson, uh, Finney Smith. I mean, it was incredible. That's all just tight and nerves. And it mm -hmm. feeds off each other. When one or two guys miss, it tightens up the other guys. So, I'm not, I don't think it was a disaster in the aspect of, okay, we need to, this totally didn't work. We got to change these assignments. They just need to make shots. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't shoot 31 for 86, 36% from the field and 11 for 48 from three, 22%. Mm. You're not yeah. going to beat anybody that way. So for me, you can beat Milwaukee that way. What's that? You can beat Milwaukee that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I think Dallas just has to play their game. I think they do the yeah. same thing they do. You have Looney's guy, if whether it's Powell or Kleba, set that pick, get you know, uh, Luca one-on-one -on -one with the big, which will be Looney in this case. He just will step back and hit the three, or yeah. he'll drive in and draw a foul, or if somebody comes to double him on the drive, he kicks to the guy. And he, they just have to make the threes. That's all there is to it. So, 
you know, for me, it's not a big adjustment game for Kit. It's like, okay, guys, we had the perfect game plan. We were nervous. That game's over. All mm-hmm. you want to do on the road in the first two is split anyway. Yeah. Let's just get the one, get back to Dallas 1-1. One, one. So, you know, to yeah. my breakdown of the Mavericks is almost the same as it was in game one. I think, you know, Luke is the key. He is extremely expensive. I think he'll play way better this game. Mm-hmm. I think the big minutes guys uh, that are cheaper, you can still count on like Bullock, Finney Smith, Kleba is very cheap. Um, he got in foul trouble again. Yeah. You know, Dinwiddie still cheap enough and, and looked good in the time he was out there. He's a, he at least made a few shots. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you're in the same boat. I would completely fade, you know, Powell and uh, Bertans and Lakeen. I wouldn't play any of those bench guys. But I think you can you can start your lineup with Luca, and I think you can fill in a couple of Mavs, uh, one or two Mavs with um, that are value that are going to get big minutes because you know they lost five to eight minutes at the end. Mm-hmm. Or Bullock, Finney Smith, um, Luca, and Brunson would have all played uh, close to 40 minutes. Yeah. So I think you're safe in that aspect. So what, who are you looking to so, roster from Dallas? Well, you know, it's it's kind of an either or for me. I think I'm either going to play Brunson or Dinwiddie, but I don't know if I'm going to play them both. Um, Dinwiddie was, was the better of the two in game one. So, right. But, I mean, we have such a, a weird – you know, um, tainted sample size to look at with it being a blowout. So, right. I don't draw a whole lot off of that. Uh, but I think for this, for the savings, I think I would go with Dinwiddie. Um, and then I think Finney Smith should have a nice bounce back game. He really struggled in game one. So I like Finney Smith. So Finney Smith, Dinwiddie and Luca for me would be the key plays. Uh, Powell and Cleva both were just terrible in game one. Or well, Powell's not good, but yeah. Cleva at least has to contribute. And he just, you know, those files got him all jacked up early. Mm-hmm. And I think but, I'll Bullock when they go back to Dallas. I don't think I'm going to play him when they're in Golden State. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, they're going to leave him open for some shots, though. I mean, he yeah. just has to knock him down. You know, his shot is so flat that right. it's like you wouldn't think he was a really good three-point shooter because there's no room for error. Like, you'll yeah. see – a lot of his shots hit the back iron and then the front iron and pop out mm-hmm. because he just shoots the ball so flat. But he, when he's on, they just swish through. They don't hit the rim at all. So, I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, do you trust a streak shooter? He did get 10 threes up the last game. Right. The uh, problem is he only made three of them. But, um, you know, he is going to let the ball fly. To answer your other question, I, I think you can play. There are a couple of strategies you can use with Dallas. I think you, I'm going to either play Luca with Brunson or Luca with Dinwiddie in it. Or if you fade Luca and you want to mm-hmm. load up everywhere else, I feel personally you can definitely play Brunson and Dinwiddie together. And the reason I say that is they're not they're not interchangeable in their position. Generally, yeah. Dinwiddie is going to play when Luca sits. And then in stretches where Golden State goes small and takes Looney off the floor mm-hmm. and moves Draymond to center, yeah. they'll go with the three guards, Dinwiddie, Luca, and uh, Brunson, because they can get away with it. So 
Um, I expect to see a lot more small ball from both sides here. Um, I was on Looney and, you know, Kleba and stuff last time. Mm-hmm. Not as sure I'm going to go that way this time because I think they're going to want to get out and run because both teams want to play their scores. I mean, right. pool comes off the bench, but they love to play pool, uh, you know, with the two splash brothers. I mean, it's so again, it, it's going to be a shootout mm-hmm. and you've got to make shots. And, you know, if you look at the st- statistically um, golden state shoots 56.1% from the field. So 20 points better. Wow. And they, sh- they shoot 34 and a half percent which is almost 12 points higher from three. So you can't overcome that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's strictly, you got to put the ball in the hoop. So I'm thinking it's a close game. The six point spread, I think is fair. Yeah. Uh, It was only four in the first game, which surprised me. Uh, But I think this one's a little bit tighter. I think the Mavs can either sneak one out or at least hang in there, but they're not going to be, you know, goo-goo-eyed thinking, right. oh, my God, we're in the conference finals. I think yeah. you're going to see them show up, uh, and they're going to be a little ticked off, too. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think Kid will make some adjustments. I mean, I've I've been pretty impressed with his coaching, so I think he will. I think he'll make a couple adjustments for their lineup. I mean, not to their lineup, but the way they play. Yeah, just put the ball in the damn hoop. It makes it pretty simple. That would coaching. help. <laughs> that would help. Yeah. Um, all right, Golden State, what's your feel there? You know, it was, I'll say this much and then I'll turn it over to you. What a great shot uh, split they had. 17 shot attempts from Wiggins, 16 mm-hmm. from Curry, 13 from Top- Thompson, 12 from Poole, and even the secondary guys. Porter got seven, Green got six, Looney got five. I mean, they played a really good game. They yeah, really did. They really did. Um. Yeah, I think that, you know, Steph is, is probably going to be the top play on the slate for me just because he's cheaper than Luka. Um, he had a better game than Luka in game one, which I know that it was, you know, not that competitive of a game. But um, he had 47 and a half DraftKings points. Uh, he had 12 rebounds. That really surprised me. Uh, I don't That's know where that came from. Talk about an aberration. Yeah, yeah. But um, – yeah, so I do like Steph here. Uh, obviously, he's going to have closer to 40 minutes. He had um, 31 in game one. So right. you get more minutes, more production there. Um, but the main thing is, like I said, he's he's 1,000 cheaper on FanDuel. He's 3,000 cheaper on DraftKings in the captain spot. So right. I like the savings there. Yeah. Um, and then Clay had a so-so game. Um, 15 points, five rebounds, four assists for 30 DraftKings points. Going to need to see more from him uh, if I'm going to go to him consistently, I think. Draymond, you know, had another strong game, 10 points, nine rebounds, three assists, a block and two steals, 31 uh, DraftKings points in 29 minutes. So solid there. And then Wiggins. So I I still like Wiggins. And uh, I think Wiggins, Steph, and Draymond are my top three from Golden State. I think, like you said, Looney, you know, kind of want to go away from him in this game. Poole, I don't know how much of a factor he's going to be coming off the bench. We'll have to see there. So it would be Steph, Draymond, and and Wiggins for me. Yeah, I, you know, this this is going to be a little contrarian here. And again, it's not the Mavericks fandom speaking here at all, because I've said all along, I, I expect Golden State 
you know, to be really strong in this series and, you know, some great plays. But, mm-hmm. you know, I go back to what I started from. Dallas's perimeter defense has been the best in the league in the second half of the season. Not the overall defense because right. their interior struggles, but there's still been a top five defense. But no one has defended the three-point line better than the Mavericks. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to load up on the Splash Brothers again, and mm-hmm. specifically Curry. And here's my reason why. I, I know Curry's going to be solid, but he still is the second most expensive. And, you know, he's 12 rebounds. Is I will, yeah. I will take off my hat, my shirt. I'll take everything off if Curry gets over 10 rebounds again in this game. I'll tell you right now. Now, that would cl- shut down coach talk, but – I'm just saying there's no way Curry is getting 12 rebounds again. Yeah. That's that was so flukish. Anyway, you know, I just I think I'm going to probably fade Curry where I can mm-hmm. or you know on the where you can play the two team slate, you know, games where you play today's and tomorrow's for sure, but you know, not going to put him in any cap and spots or anything like that. I think he's going to be very highly owned, very highly yeah. uh put in that captain spot. And here's the thing, the reason, a lot of reasons for this. Number one, I think they can defend him better. Mm-hmm. They, they lost a lot. They they bricked a bunch of threes, which allowed Golden State to get out and transition. And that's the, when, when three-point shooters kill you, it's when you're out in transition because you can't pick up all the trailers. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what Golden State runs. That's what I used to run when I coached is, you push the ball down the floor and then you look for the three point shooter spotting up. And that's where you get open threes because the Curry's not going to get a ton of open threes in a half court defensive set, right. but in, in a transition set, you can't really stop it. So I think that will decrease. And I also know that Curry knows clay so well and warriors can't win if, if clay's not playing good ball consistently Mm-hmm. Clay was trying to force a few there off balance at the end. He needs to get his shots. He's one of those guys that is a field player. 13 shots isn't enough for him. Right. He's 15 to 20 minimum. And I think those come away from Curry and Poole. Curry and Poole had 28 shots combined. I think they're going to have more like 22. And I think those extra shots are going <laughs> to go to Clay. And I think Curry knows he's not I mean he has nothing to prove he's not a selfish player right. he's going to get the ball to clay with that extra pass so I like clay better here I think okay. he gets you know I didn't like him in game one because I felt you know they defend him differently but now I think you know with the slate adjustments and they'll probably adjust to getting him in the flow so I'm going to go clay over curry pool you know he can be explosive but I'm always afraid I'm going to lose seven, eight, ten minutes with him mm, because yeah. he's coming off the bench. Right. And they're not, you know, they did play Looney 28 minutes. He played the same amount of time as Draymond did. And, you know, although Draymond had four fouls and only two minutes less than Curry. And granted, it was a blowout. But, you know, it in those general rotations, they were pretty committed to Looney being in there. So mm-hmm. I think that hurts Poole's time a little bit. So I'm not going to go there, but I I may stay with Looney. You know, I'm I talked about earlier in the show. You know, is is that going? You know, five for five, not sustainable. All of that, but Dallas' interior defense is terrible. 
So yeah. Looney and Green are still in play for me. Maybe Draymond over Looney. We'll see. But the price difference is a lot. But, you know, Green did have nine rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. So, right. you know, four for six from the field. And I had mentioned just get 10 shots up, Draymond. Mm -hmm. Find a way to get 10 shots up. But I think Green and Looney have to be considered here just because of that interior. And because Golden State shot the ball so well, 56% from the field, they're even going to get out harder on some of these three-point shooters. Yeah. So I think, you know, you have to look at those two guys for sure. But the, the big talk and decision here will be Andrew Wiggins. Now, I played Wiggins across the board last time because mm -hmm. I thought he would be the odd guy that Dallas was going to have a little bit of difficulty defending. And that's where, and it, and it was true. I mean, he did get up 17 shots, 19 real points, and he contributed. But I think, you know, he has a tendency to regress a little bit and just run up and down the floor at times. Right. I think that's the adjustment kid will make is to get a little bit tougher on Wiggins, maybe switch it up, you know, Brunson on him, somebody that's going to body him a little bit, even though Brunson's shorter, just enough to make him uncomfortable. So I think Wiggins may regress, and I think he's going to get a ton of ownership because everybody's going to say he played the most minutes, 35. He got up the most shots. I think that's the overreaction there. So I still, you know, on Golden State, the guys I'm looking at mainly are Clay and then a little bit of Looney and Green mm -hmm. and then go from there. Because if you're going to roster Luka, you got to face the facts, especially if you put him at captain, you got to get a little slim other places salary-wise. Yeah. yeah, you do. I agree. And my last guy I'll mention that I think is in play here and may make my last guy in is Otto Porter Jr. Mm. He, he is the kind of guy that gives the Mavericks trouble. You know, the, the big wing, small forward-ish yeah. guy that can shoot the threes. He was he only got seven shots up, but he was five for seven, and he grabbed six rebounds. And that he played a good solid 23 minutes. That's another reason I'm a little concerned at times with Looney and Poole even though I sort of like Looney a little because Porter, I think is going to squeeze a few of those minutes in there as well. Mm -hmm. Now he didn't just play extra minutes because Draymond grabbed a little foul trouble. Porter was firmly in that rotation. And right. I think he gets at least 25 to 27 minutes in this game. And at his price, that makes him very possibly a play. Yeah, I agree. So that's, that's all the wind I've got, man. <laughs> That is it. So your your lock play is Moses Moody then, I take it? <laughs> yeah, even though he's not even on the board. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. All right, so that, I mean, that wraps it up pretty much. Anything else basketball-wise that we want to throw in there? Uh, we got to do our prize picks plays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I'll give you my first one, and you can – Everybody can throw stuff at their computer, but make sure it's soft that it doesn't hurt the computer or, or your phone. You can throw it down on the bed or pillow or couch or get mad. But I'm taking Steph Curry under 26 and a half real points. I'm okay. not saying Curry's going to get shut down. He's the greatest shooter ever. If he has 22, 24 points, that's fine. 26 and a half real points is a lot against mm -hmm. the best perimeter defensive team in the NBA. Yeah, 
I agree. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Clay Thompson over one and a half turnovers. He's gone over that number in all five of the last five games, averaging did two. You read, did you look at our posting in prize picks this morning? No, I didn't actually. I promise. My second play is Clay Thompson over one and a half turnovers. <laughs> How so is that possible? The same, There's a the thousand same. different things you could pick. Yeah, the same prize picks play and the same BVP play. That's terrifying. Yeah. All so, right. So yeah, don't you think one and a half turnovers as much as Clay handles the ball? Yeah. You know, and if they close out on him when he's trying to get a three and he's kicking the ball, that's dangerous pass. Right. So I agree. I'm with, um I'm with you, man. So for my my other play though, uh, I'm gonna go with well, no, it's your turn. We're it's your turn now. So Dorian Finney Smith in a bounce back game over a small number, 17 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Okay. I expect him to hit some threes. He's a rebounder. You know, when they double him, he kicks it. You're going to get fall into some assists there. So I think the fact that he could play 40 minutes, 17 and a half PRA is pretty low. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie over 12 and a half points. He had 17 in game one, uh, 30 in game seven, and 15 in game six against Dallas or against uh, Phoenix, uh, averaging just under 15 points a game in his last five games. So I like the over at 12 and a half. I think that number is a little low for him. I agree. I, I like the play as well. He's been, he's definitely been a go to guy. And like you say, you know, you're going to get a lot of minutes if they go that small ball uh, route, which could yeah. definitely happen. So I agree. Outstanding. I've got one more play, I think, right? Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm done. I'm good. Okay. I'm going to take Andrew Wiggins over 16 and a half points. Oh, I'll, I'll challenge. I'll double, double down challenge you on that one. You want a hat <laughs> challenge? I'm good on that. Oh, you're gutless. <laughs> Gutless, gutless. I think Wiggins scores like 12 in this game. Okay. So, anywhere. I, you can okay. I'll tilt my Here's hat deal, like bro. this. Huh? Here's the deal. If if Wiggins scores 13 or less, I'll go hatless on the next podcast. Okay. And I'll tell you what. Since you're doing that, I'll go the other route. If he scores over 20, I'll go hatless. Okay. So we got the big spread in the middle. All right. All right. It's up to you, Mr. Wiggins. It's time for you to do one of your no-shows, buddy. <laughs> so he has to score 20, uh, 20 or more for you to go. Hatless and 13 or less for you to go hatless. That's okay. fair. It's yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. All right, my man. Uh, great stuff. A lot of baseball. A lot of uh, basketball. If you want to get a good laugh, watch some of that golf guys shooting like 80 and stuff. It's hilarious. Oh, so I is know. that prize fix play a trap then? <clears throat> Did you see that one with Tiger Which Woods? They had, what? they had Tiger Woods birdies uh, or better at one and a half, or at two and a half, and then they discounted it to one and a half. You think he can get that? I mean, there's there's like two or three holes that are very birdieable, but there's mm -hmm. a bu bushel of holes that are like double bogey holes. I mean, they're yeah. playing 645 into the wind. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then they have a par uh, four 540 
into the win. So, you know, good luck with those. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, two and a half, I would take it under Tiger for sure. One and a half, that's scary, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a little scary because there are a few birdie holes that where the wind's behind you, but right. you got to figure out all those the clubs and everything. But I'm going to watch a lot of that this afternoon because uh, we're not playing any afternoon baseball. So I'm right. going to scout it. And then uh, if you want those picks, I'll have a core build uh, for the weekend only uh, PGA championship that we'll post this evening. Um, and I'll have the core build for DraftKings full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo. Mm -hmm. All right, my man, anything else? No, I think we covered it well today, coach. All right, we got it in under an hour like we wanted to. That is cool. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank both of our sponsors, Prize Picks and BetUS. And again, if if you want to open that account for BetUS, go to betus.com.pa, sign up with the promo code COACHTALK, deposit a minimum of $79 for your first deposit, while using that promo code Coach Talk, and you get a free month of DFS Coach Talk, which $75 value, and you get to get all of the wonderful picks from uh, Mr. Crash here, Deb, Mike, and myself, and then all the expertise from all our other uh, people here at Coach Talk. Brett jumps in there, and Colin, and we've got the best team in the business, so And we've got some good things coming and some more announcements. Uh, We've got a big contest coming for the NBA Finals, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So stay tuned. And again, on the way out, please hit that thumbs up on YouTube. We really appreciate that. All right. Final words, sir. That's it. I'm ready. I'm done. (laughs) Ready to go. All right. Let's get your your Milwaukee Brewers pitcher in for me, sir. I would appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy your Friday. It's going to be a great weekend here. Let's absolutely crush it in NBA, MLB, and PGA, DFS, and prize picks.